listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 I'm going to give my pick. I, I'm taking, now listen, at this time of year, I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. You are limited in how you can bet these NFL teams. You can bet Super Bowl odds. Now, I don't like to bet Super Bowl odds. One, it, they're a good gauge. They tell you where where things are. But the reason I don't where teams are, the reason I don't like it is the vig, the commission is 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 monstrous, and it's upwards of forty percent sometimes. So they take a hundred in, they put forty in their pocket, and they pay sixty out. That is a problem. And to me. The reason they're able to do that is because it's not obvious how much VIG there is. When you have to lay 110 on both sides, it's obvious. If someone say minus 200 plus 140, you're like, oh my gosh, that straddle's too big. But when you don't have a take-back price where you can only bet one side of it, Washington, yes, to win the Super Bowl, they can hide the VIG in there. That's kind of why they do it. And you know what we think about bookies, right? So, I mean, it's not personal, but... Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. Now, the best way to bet teams is win totals if you want to bet for a season, over, under a number of wins. Now, in that situation, they're not out yet. So I could wait, but I believe the people are going to start waking up to this reality, which is I believe Washington has a heck of a chance to win the NFC East. And the odds right now in the NFC East is Dallas is a favorite, and Dallas is minus money. They're like minus 105. So you got to bet a little bit more. So about 50-50, they're saying, for Dallas to win the East. And then the second favorite is Washington, and they're plus 350. So 100 wins you 350. And McKenzie, what's the Giants? And you want to run down the rest? Yeah, Giants are 5-1. Uh, to one. The Eagles are plus 425. Okay. To me, the bet I'd like to bet against if I could bet the no, is I would like to bet a big bet against the Eagles to win the East. I believe the Eagles are in a, a one of the two or three teams in the entire league that are clearly rebuilding. Is that your perception, Jonas, on when it comes to Philly? Yeah, so I mean, it's, I just can't figure out what the plan is. I mean, now they're talking about, you know, I want you to, you know, build around Jalen Hurts and then the hire of Nick Sirianni. It, it's just been a, a really weird, confusing offseason. And amongst all the teams there, I think the Giants are going to be a lot better than people realize. Saquon Barkley back. I mean, Daniel Jones showed signs of life last year. Well, I, I, I think that's why we're getting yeah. these odds, yeah. is because I, the narrative, and you know why I think we're getting value here? anti-Giants is because there was that time right after the Cincinnati game. They had that three-game stretch where you started hearing about Joe Judge's coach of the year, and it was like, wait a minute. Yeah, this team's within a game of the division, but they're like three games below 500. They just beat Cincinnati by like three points, and, and then they went in the crapper, and to me, and then they had that real nice win, what was it, at Seattle, if I remember? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they were like a 10-point dog. So they had a couple of signature wins. They were competitive, the Giants, in the division, but they really weren't a good – they were a well-below-average team. And if Daniel Jones does finally emerge, yeah, who knows? But I, if I can bet against Daniel Jones, I want to bet against Daniel Jones. <laughs> and if I can bet against Philly rebuilding, I want to do that because they are – and I think Dak in Dallas, what I know is Dak, healthy or not, has a below 500 record or healthy. 
He has a bull. He was eight and eight in 2019, and like one and three going into the game, he got hurt in. So are they going to be better somehow this year? I don't think so. Washington of the four teams in that division, at least for one year, just for next year, you probably feel the best about their quarterback situation. For Dak sure. coming off an injury. Oh, Daniel I, Jones uh, questionable as to where he is in his, his growth process. And Philly's just a mess. Fitzpatrick is the he's been a rock. I mean, when he's on the when he when he when he's on the field, not because of injury, when his team decides to play him, he's had success. I'll tell you this, I would give Dak the edge, but the rest of the team, it's Washington, Washington, Washington. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. RJ, the brackets are out for the NCAA tournament, and March Madness officially begins this week. Okay, have you seen this uh, this research? Because I was going to ask you if you what your guesses would be. Uh, no, I have not seen it. Okay, so there's been 15 teams that have been either undefeated entering the tournament or with one loss only entering the tournament. Gonzaga is one of those teams now. And how many of them would you guess made the final four? So that would be win four games, get to the final four. So they're obviously going to be number one seed, number two seed, or a number one or two seeds. Fifteen of them, how many make the final four? I'm going to say nine. Wow, that's pretty strong. Ten. And to me, it was way more than I expected because yeah. how many would you guess won it? Oh jeez, uh, was it was it UNLV was the last one to do it? Um, gosh, I f- four. All right, so just to be clear now, UNLV that was the Larry Johnson that was the '91 team that lost to Duke in the finals. That was the undefeated team, and uh, Duke was a nine point underdog in that game. I can still remember that. Were one. they undefeated the year before? Because UNLV no. won the year before. Yeah, they won the year before. But okay, were not so I'm undefeated. confusing the two. Okay. Yeah. So, and I thought this was it was funny. I was making fun of someone today that they were making a big deal. That did you know no one's been undefeated since Indiana? And I'm like in '76. I'm like everybody knows that. And Jonas knows. 20 times more sports than me. It goes to show you, you never know what someone, <laughs> you know, what they pick. But yeah, Bobby Knight's Indiana team in 76 was the last undefeated national champion. And Gonzaga is obviously potentially going to do that. And, and doing a recount here, there's, uh, Gonzaga is the 15th, so there's been 14 teams in between. So 10 of the 14 made the final four. Zero loss or one loss coming in. But only one of them won the tournament. That was the 95 UCLA team had one loss, and they won the tournament. So one out of 14 winning the tournament with zero or one loss coming in, that's much lower than you would expect. But the nine out or 10 out of 14 making the Final Four is crazy high, especially if you know only one won it. If I told you only one won it, 
You no way would guess 10 made the no. Final Four. No, if you get that far, it seems like, well, you're the team. So it shows you, and we're going to talk about your pick to win the title here in a second. We're straight out of Vegas talking with A.J. Hoffman, Jonas in L.A. I'm R.J. Bell. Is, to me, it tells us that if you have 0-1 loss, you're good, right? Which makes sense. You're going to beat the mostly, and you, you, you tend to beat teams you're better than. Like, in a weird way, having 0-1 loss says you don't give up unexpected losses. You just don't do it. You're consistent. So you make good progress, but you just it's hard to win that tournament. And even if you're undefeated or one loss, you don't win it very often, one out of 14 years. So uh, it does speak well of Gonzaga making a deep, deep run. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Tyrod Taylor has been brought in on a one-year deal by the Texans. What's worse, that or Andy Dalton to the Bears? Now, again, let's take a minute and feel bad for Taylor. Remember, started the first game, finally was going to get his chance. He was gutsy enough to say, shoot me up, dog. And the dog, you know, I don't know, allegedly shot him up wrong, collapsed lung. Big number, though. And remember, A.J. Hoffman, Houston Radio, he does 15 hours a week gibbering and jabbering about the Texans and such. So he's got the inside skinny and also college basketball here in a minute or two. What do you think of the signing, first of all, Taylor? I think it's certainly an insurance signing. It's not your typical backup quarterback signing. Uh, They've had the same backup quarterback for three years now, A.J. McCarron. They let him go, and you knew that they were going to— might go back Andy Dalton up. They knew they were going to go after a quarterback who they would feel comfortable starting games if Deshaun Watson wasn't there week one. And I think Tyrod Taylor is that. And it's an incentive-laden deal, so they, they don't have to pay him a Wait, lot if he on. doesn't start. So how much is the—what's the guarantee? Six million. 12.5. Jesus, that's a good bit of money. It is a good bit of money for a backup. Up to 12.5, though, if he meets incentives. So yeah. they basically are—they know, like, listen, we're going to pay you like a starter if you have to be a starter. Yeah, but 12, 12.5 isn't a starter. It's better, than, it's better money than Tyrod Taylor's ever made. No, that's true, but that's not the question, right? So to me, I think what they're saying is, because Marcus Mariota's deal is a good example. He's got decent or real good backup money, but it's not crazy, like $8 million. But he could make 20 if he was a starter. He's a starter. And that's why it's going to be hard on that contract for anyone to take him because you don't want to pay Marriott a 20. And it strikes me, though, if Taylor plays the whole year and only gets paid 12, that's as cheap as any quarterback's going to be. It also makes Belichick, who happens to be kind of smart, look even smarter with his cam deal. Because as we've been saying, as more and more details come out, a lot of those bonuses that he's able to potentially get are hard to reach, like win the Super Bowl, win the MVP. So it is a bar, it is a cheap the Cam Newton deal for the Patriots is a good financial deal even for a backup quarterback. They're not necessarily overpaying him even if Cam back is a backup. But they expect to win there. The yeah. Texans have no expectations that they're going to win if Deshaun Watson isn't playing for them. Now, in the media, I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas talking to AJ Hoffman Houston Radio. In the media they talk about uh, there's just a love of Deshaun Watson. He's a good guy. He gave the charity one time or two times or 80 times. All right, all right. I'm not saying he isn't a good guy. I'm not talking about him as a person. I'm talking about this action. I've been against it. Jonas, who is he, he, he's kind of a hippie in a way. He loves everyone. He's nice. He's a nice guy. He was mad at Watson. He's like, it's Watson. He took his money. But the media loves him because it's always player-friendly 
you think Houston, the team, has all the leverage. I do, because Deshaun hasn't even gotten into this deal that he signed. If he were two, three years down the road into his contract... So the big money part of it. Or like Russell Wilson is now, he's in a situation where he could say, okay, I, I want to get out of here. Right now, it's just so it's so punitive for the Texans to trade him and what they can get back. So punitive to trade him in that... The, From a salary cap hit. Yeah, so it'd be dead money. You're probably not going to get equal million. value back. $22 million. Yeah. Okay. And it'd be very difficult to get equal value back because what is equal value for a 25-year-old franchise quarterback? It, we don't know because they don't get moved ever. No, so it, it's very difficult to gauge. So your thought is Houston's probably... It, it's such a negative move for them. They're going to be staunch... And if they are staunch, Watson not having really cashed in yet as he starts paying fines, has to give back a portion of the signing bonus each year, it could be something where the true leverage is with Houston. It is, absolutely. And that that starts to add up. It's very punitive to sit out now. There's no, well, you come back, we'll forget those fines. That doesn't happen anymore. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.